Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to your Sunday broadcast, everyone. Listen, just some quick announcements. If you haven't heard, we have been banned from YouTube for one week, so this is going to be an audio-only broadcast, and although we said we would take a slight reprieve from Revelation Sunday, we will get back to it. We commit to finishing it with you, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed, so what we decide to do is to actually just record a chapter of our personal devotionals. It's just the word of God stretched in, so Jody, Jesse, myself, and a special guest, Madison, is going to join, and probably Claire the next week just didn't get it in time this week. So I want you to enjoy this devotional time, and uh, it's just going to be, you know, the straight word of God, and a happy July 4th to each and every one of you. Be safe, people. Uh, do, you know, stay away from the big towns today, I would think, because there's a lot of people who voted for the acting Pedotas who do not like America, and there might be some unrest, so just keep your family safe and enjoy your freedom. May God richly bless you. Right on, right on, right on. Good morning, good morning, everybody. It's Jody, and I am here with Jeff and Jesse on Right On Radio. It's an early morning. As you know, uh, July, we have taken off for a mini vacation. Everybody imagine Jeff with his hair flowing behind him on the motorcycle. <laughs> That's a wonderful vision, huh? So this morning, um, Jeff has asked that we share some of our devotional time with you guys. So I want to go ahead and do that. And if you can, turn in your Bibles to Psalms, the second chapter. All right, let's read together. Psalms 2. Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heaven laughs. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion? I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me. Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. And when his wrath is kindled but a little. Um, no, um, let me start that again. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. Let, 
when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. I'll tell you what, I will kiss the ring of Jesus. I will kiss the feet of Jesus. I love my Lord. I love my father. So let's share a little bit about that verse. Um, why do the heathens rage? Why do they think that they are ever going to defeat God? I mean, the enemy, if we look at time as God sees time, the Bible says that uh, a day is, is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day, right? So 365 days is a thousand per day. That's 365 million. So let's, let's talk about how much time the enemy's had being a loser. <laughs> Let's talk about it because he's been a loser from the beginning of our knowledge all the way till today. He's had a lot of time to practice being a loser. So here he's convinced humanity, foolish, foolish humanity who have come up and said, you know, oh, let's, let's break their bands. Let's do this and let's do that. Now, it's been said that, um, you know, the enemy is doing all this stuff and he's, you know, this is, uh, you know, this part of the uprising of the Antichrist and blah, blah. And I'm going to tell you something. The only one guiding this and directing it is the Lord God Almighty. There is no one's hand in this. Satan is not actively using people in places uh, that, that he thinks are going to bring up the Antichrist. Only Father is the one directing this. So I want to make that clear because I'm getting, you know, some messages of confusion from people who are, who are getting confused about what's going on. But we see here that they have all of these things that the enemy has told them in this chapter that, you know, they actually think they're going to win. They actually think it. And it says here, they, the kings of the earth set themselves uh, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Well, why would the enemy use kings in, uh, of the earth? Because he knows we were made a little lower than the angels. He knows, I'm sorry, let's take that back. He knows we were made a little lower than God, not the angels. So we are the image and the likeness of God with the authority and the, the mandate to go take dominion. So he's trying now, this is his plan now, to use mankind to try to take God down. Think about that. He's failed for how many millions and trillions and whatever of years before we were even created and failed and failed and failed and failed. He's failed every test, everyone. And now he's like, hmm, God made man a little lower than Elohim himself. We have authority. Everything we speak has life. We have fruit from our lips. So now he says, hmm, let me use mankind to try to take God down. And he stirs up these kings and these rulers of nations. But what does the Bible say right here? It says that he sits in the heavens, our father, and laughs at this. This is hysterical. I think it's hysterical. It would be like my, my little grandchildren who are, you know, like three and under, you know, just coming up to me and go, I shall rule your household. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I want you to think about it. You know, this is our God, the creator of all things, the creator of all the earth. The earth is the Lord's and all that dwells therein. He is full of love. He is full of power and authority. He is our God. So he says, I'll decree 
and you are my son, speaking of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And this day I've begotten you, and I'll give you the heathen for your footstool. Now he talks about, and you'll rule them with the rod of iron. Later on, when we get back into Revelation, you're going to see where, where that kind of, that rod of iron lets us know that it's Jesus that we're talking about in Revelation. But we'll get to that when we get back on Revelation. Um, and he said he will uh, dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. You know, just poof. if you ever seen pottery, when it breaks, it just shatters. Um, he says, be wise now, O kings, be instructed. The Lord is so merciful right till the end, right until the end. It, it blows my mind how many chances he gives us. You know, I sit back in my life and I think I was 11 years old when I gave the Lord my life. I was 15 when I was filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And 15 when the Lord took me up to the side of a big mountainside, like a hillside where there was a synagogue. And he called me to minister there. He called me to cast out demons. Luke 4, 18, cast out demons, set the captives free, um, heal the sick. And he's operated in all those areas in my life. And I'm thankful that he sees me as a useful vessel. But I have been at times a fool. I mean, just a fool looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, um, getting married to people who claimed to know God, but then didn't. And then we're just so horribly abusive and, you know, and we're, we're human. So we make these stupid mistakes and I sit back and I go, oh, Lord, you know, I don't even know how you, you can look at me. And at one point he had said to me, your sin stinks in my nostrils and I'm very sensitive to smell. And I cried my eyes out, cried, cried, cried my eyes out. And, and now I can't even, the thought of hurting him makes me sick. The thought of hurting him, not even doing it. And if I have any kind of thought that comes in that does not glorify him, it actually makes me check myself. Like, Lord, I don't want to focus on this, or I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on you. And if you want something or somebody in my life, then you bring them to me and you, you make it clear. Otherwise, forget it. And I just look back at all the stupidity and I'm like, wow, you are so merciful. How many times you could have just cut the cord and said, have a good life, Joan. <laughs> I mean, I've been known the Lord since I was 11 and I'm 59 now. So it's a long time to make a fool of yourself <laughs> before you're almighty God. So anyway, um, so the Lord, it says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And that is a, for us, it's a reverent fear. It's an understanding that he's God and he's sovereign and he's almighty and all-knowing. And for them, it should be a fear, fear. For them, they need to know who he is. And it says here, kiss the sun. And I think about when I read that, I see a vision of, you know, someone coming to a king and bowing and kissing his ring. Um, uh, Lest he be angry, the father be angry and you perish from the way. And when his wrath is kindled, but a little, just a little, just a little of his wrath will make you perish. I mean, we have not even begun to see. And, um, and it's a blessed are those who put their trust in him. So that brings me to what we've been learning in Revelation. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. Thessalonians talks about that we are not unto wrath. That we, those of us who love the Lord are not unto wrath. What we've been talking about in Revelation is exactly what's going um, the Lord is talking about here in Psalms 2. Everything that's coming, the wrath of God, and everything that's coming is not for us. We're gone. We're taken away. So I want to encourage everyone, if you want to go back and listen to the teachings of uh, Jeff, Jesse, and myself, 
on the first 11 books of Revelation while we're in downtime, you know, be encouraged in it. It, you should be rejoicing, you know, in Revelation. You know, it's a message of what God's doing for his church, but mostly what God is doing for Israel. And it is a, um, an, a an exciting time to see that God has never left his people and he's grafted us in, you know, and, um, and he's not going to just pounce on all of us just because we're puny little earthlings. Um, I love that word. Puny little gods uh, was a com comment on one of these shows my kids were watching once and I cracked up because we're puny little earthlings, you know, and in the scheme of things, we can puff ourselves up so much and we're really nothing when you look at the glory and the majesty of God. But even with that, he is mindful of us. Who is man that you are mindful of us? He loves us. Oh my gosh. You know how I get when I start talking about the love of God. So, so I want to encourage you guys today. The Lord is laughing in heaven. He's laughing, you know, and his wrath's not for us. And when it's about to be released, it's not for us. It's for them. So serve the Lord with gladness and be encouraged during this time. And don't be concerned for anything, but in all things, present them to the Lord and, and really spend time in prayer and in your word. And we're going to bring stuff to you every week to share with you the gospel, whatever God's putting on our heart at this time. And this is what the Lord put on mine. I want to tell you all that I love you all so much. Um, thank you for all the birthday wishes and all that. You guys are amazing. I love the Ride on Radio. Uh, I want to say family. So um, God bless you. We'll see you next week. And I hope you enjoyed sharing my devotional with me this morning. All right. God bless. Love you all. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Jesse Zabuder. Today I'll be reading 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you 
searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. That's the end of First Peter chapter 1. Psalm 91, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from a deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor of protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. 
You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Well, happy July 4th to you, uh, truly to celebrate your freedom. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And if you're not from America, well, just a happy Sunday to you. Um, We've decided to read the Bible to you and put together the show uh, and keep this thing going on Sunday. So today, the uh, chapter of the Bible that was put on my heart, actually, I was speaking to a friend, Eric, who listens and contributes to the show, and he had mentioned Ecclesiastes, and something in my spirit just jumped when he said that. So I have chosen Ecclesiastes 3 to read to you today, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. A time for everything. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every matter under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to shun embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear apart, and a time to sew together, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What benefit is there for the worker from that which he labors? I have seen the task which God has given the sons of mankind with which to occupy themselves. God set eternity in the heart of mankind. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart without the possibility that mankind would find out the work which God has done from the beginning and even to the end. I know there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every person who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will remain forever. There is nothing to add to it and there is nothing to take from it. And God has so worked that people will fear him. That which is what has already been, and that which has already been, and God seeks what has passed by. Furthermore, I have seen under the sun that places of justice there is wickedness, and in the place of righteousness there is wickedness. 
I said to myself, God will judge the righteous and the wicked for a time for every matter and for every deed is there. I said to myself regarding the sons of mankind, God is testing them in order for them to see that they are as animals to themselves. For a fate of the sons of mankind and a fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so does the other. Indeed, they all have the same breath. And there is no advantage for mankind over animals, for all is futility. And go to the same place. All came from dust and return to dust. Who knows what the spirit of the sons of mankind ascend upward and the spirit of the animal descends downwards to earth. I have seen that nothing is better than when a person is happy in his activities, for that is his lot. For who will bring him to see what will occur after him? Lord Jesus, may your word go forth to all that have ears to hear. I pray in the precious Lord's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.